welcome to episode 84 of the Midnight Triple Feature Podcast. You can find us on the web at midnighttriplefeature.com, on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Midnight Triple Feature. You can subscribe to our channels through YouTube and iTunes and anywhere that podcast can be found. Uh, for today's episode, we are watching, we are discussing Blood Dolls from 1998. This podcast will contain spoilers. Enjoy. All right, welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. I am Mike. As always, Adam is here. Hello. And we're going to have another fun-filled Charles Band episode, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> from the sounds of it. Yeah, we, yeah, um, we basically did like a, a double feature of, of Full Moon Features. You know? Yeah, so the last episode, yeah, we talked quite a bit about, and then uh, we were just talking to Adam off air here, and he watched some more stuff, and I watched some more stuff, and... Hmm. We're going to start discussing it. Now, I didn't watch any more Charles Band stuff, unfortunately. So, um, but I I did watch, I did watch a few things that I want to talk about. Uh, So some of the, some newer things actually that uh, I've been trying to catch up on. Uh, So one thing I watched was um, this movie called Shadow in a Cloud. Have you heard of this one? Never even heard of it. So um, it went direct to streaming, obviously, because everything's basically direct streaming now. And it's about a, uh, a fighter jet, World War II fighter jet, um, where this woman gets on board, played by Chloe Moretz. And uh, she basically says that she has a package, like a confidential package, it's a top secret, whatever, and they need to transport her through like anime territory or whatever uh, to get this package of safety. And after she gets on plane, uh, a gremlin ends up on the wing of the plane. So it's like the Twilight Zone kind of thing, you know, and begins to tear the fighter jet apart and uh, begins to kill everybody, just murder everybody on the plane, sort of like one by one kind of thing. And uh, it's just like a nonstop, like 80 minute action movie. Like once, basically the whole first part of the movie, is like a single location kind of thing. And it's actually done pretty well. And then the second half is just like over the top, ridiculous action. So like there's a scene where she's literally like hanging off the side of the plane, right? It's completely absurd. Um, But it's like, honestly, like the thing was like a complete blast. Had a really cool like synth score uh, done, I guess, for relatively low budget. But I thought it was really well done. The acting's pretty good. And uh like what the action man is just like every time you think something's good like it just keeps ramping up and ramping up and ramping up and ramping up and uh it's it's none of it is believable at all like none of it could ever happen right but you're also talking about a movie about a gremlin on a plane so it already can never happen (laughs) um Uh, like i saw some people 2020 it's brand new yeah i saw some people complaining online like oh if you fell out of a plane and there was an explosion, physics would never allow you to get back into the plane. And I'm like, there's a fucking gremlin on the plane. Like that doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. So you're already living in a, in a reality that's unreal. Right. So why can't you accept the non-reality of the physics on the plane? <laughs> like, yeah. There's, there's a gremlin a, there. It's got a pretty stacked cast. I mean, it's got the, the it does, yeah. that it does. Chloe check. She's from Kick-Ass. Uh, mm-hmm. The remake of Carrie, 
Yeah. Um, and the remake of uh, Suspiria she was in. She was, yeah. And yep. she's she is very good in this. I think she's really good in action-oriented roles. Um, I, I mean, she's she is the primary character in the movie. I mean, she has pretty much every scene. You know, she is the lead. But there's a supporting cast, um, you know, that's actually pretty good. Uh, quite a diverse cast. Um, lots of different types of characters and stuff. But I would recommend it. I mean, I, I think I rented it for six bucks, but I'm, it's the kind of movie that's probably going to hit streaming eventually and be free. Just has that air about it. Like it'll be on Netflix or something eventually. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I it's re- got a pretty well known cast. And I mean, it's got the, um, mm-hmm. it's got that kid from uh, um, Jurassic World, the one with Chris Pratt. Is that Jurassic World, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. He's in that. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really entertaining, and it's only like eighty minutes long. It's super short, so it's like you get just this eighty minute movie that's half of it is just action. I mean, it's explosions and fighter jets shooting at each other and gremlins tearing up planes. And I mean, it's uh, it was a I thought it was a good time. Uh, I watched uh, the Little Things on HBO Max, so that was. Um, <clears throat> It was one of their like theatrical, you know, releases that came out on HBO at the same time. And it's got Denzel Washington, it, Rami Malik, and Jared Leto. And I gotta say, man, Jared Leto is kind of incredible in this movie. Like I rag on him a lot for some of the stuff he's done. But in this movie, he plays like a potential serial killer. They don't they don't ever actually give away whether or not he is, but he he's so freaking creepy in this movie like without him the movie the movie like the movie's not that great honestly it was okay but he knocks it up like a whole star alone just because he's so good in it like he just steals every freaking scene he's in like with denzel washington he out out acts denzel washington you know oh yeah Um, yeah it's uh i i had i gotta give the guy credit because i'm probably gonna rag on him when justice league comes out so uh, I, I got to get him credit for the little things. He's actually pretty good in it. It's, again, it's like, it's kind of like a, plays like a, one of those 90s uh, serial killer movies, you know, like Seven or something like Silence of the Lambs. It's like cops trying to track down a killer. And, you know, it's, it's got that like kind of gritty feel to it. Um, but really, man, the guy just knocks it out of park. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't that's, believe that. Is that, that's newer? Yeah, so it was on HBO Max, um, but it was one of those like thirty days on HBO Max, same time as theaters. Oh yeah. So it's already it's already gone. They already took it out. But uh, I figured like I'm just gonna watch most of the movies they release. I'm just like fuck it, like, I might as well just watch them. Um, but so it wasn't bad. But man, that guy, kind of unbelievable how good he was. To be honest with you. Um, and then I watched uh, this movie called Hunter Hunter which uh, stars uh, Devin Sawa, who uh, we talked about in the last episode, actually, because he's in the new Chucky series. But it's about a guy who lives out in, like, the Alaskan wilderness with his family, his wife and his daughter. And uh, they end up with, like, a rogue wolf on their property. And uh, the wolf, you know, it's, like, it's killing animals. And, like, they survive by hunting. The family does. So he sells pelts, and they live off the land and everything. And there also is a potential killer in the woods at the same time as the wolf. 
and uh, Devin Sawa is like goes out to track down this killer and leaves his family in the house and things go in all kinds of directions. Now, it's relatively predictable. Like, however, the end of this movie is so insane, so insane that like you gotta watch it just to watch, just to see like the last five minutes. It says, uh, like the first review on this says, uh, mm-hmm. I finished this movie 20 minutes ago. I'm still rattled. I feel like I need a shower and it's barely 8 a.m. <laughs> See? And then he goes into a really long review of it. Yeah, it's like... Uh, he gave it a 10 out of 10. It's pretty like, yeah, it's really, it is. I was going to I was gonna end by saying it's really, it's actually really good. Um, but that ending, man, like, like you, it just goes to a place that you do not expect it to go at all and uh it works it totally works it's it's uh it's well acted though like Devin Sow is good in it um it also has Nick Stahl in it he he um who like was you know around was a th- he was in Terminator 3 actually uh and uh just I, I I would definitely recommend it. it's another one that's probably honestly going to hit streaming uh my wife and I rented it we watched it on like voodoo yeah I just I just uh saved it so I could uh watch it Definitely check it out. Uh, it's like a bit of a slow burn, but it, it's it was actually really good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I know they have more. Let's look. Uh, oh, I watched uh, this movie called Blind. Uh, it's on Vudu. Um, and it's I read about it in Rue Morgue at Magazine, actually. That's what kind of why I gave it a shot. It's about this. Uh, this woman who's blind. She goes blind. And there's a guy that's like stalking her and he wears like this weird, like pretty boy mask. I think that's what they refer to it as. And uh, he basically is like killing off anyone around her and she doesn't really know it because she's blind or whatever. And uh, there's like a twist at the end that again, you kind of see coming, Um, but it it wasn't bad. It was like, they're making a sequel, I guess, which is also part of the reason I watched it because it's supposed to come out this year. There's like a direct streaming, low budget kind of thing, shot in mostly single location. Um, but the best part about it is the guy, his mask. Like it's um, it's very reminiscent of like an old school kind of slasher getup. So he he's in a mask. You, he does reveal himself at the end in a scene that's pretty unnerving, actually. I got to say, but um, it's not a yeah. great movie. It has some issues with pacing and stuff, but. Uh, definitely would rec- you can definitely find this for free and um it is worth a watch if you can if you can get past some of the pacing issues it's it's kind of worth it to get to like the end of it to see just that whole scene at the end is, is pretty solid um, yeah it doesn't show the mask at all in any of these pictures but it's on the poster um like if you look at the poster art there, there's like a mask like a pretty boy mask or whatever peeking through a curtain but uh you know, there's some bad reviews of it, but I went off the Rue Morgue thing and I, I agreed with their review. I thought it was pretty well done for like a low-budget kind of direct-to-video movie. I mean, I've seen yeah. a lot worse than this. Um, I, gave it like, I gave it like a three out of five. Um, oh, wait, was I looking at the wrong... What year is it from? Uh, 2019. Okay, so it's not the one with Alec Baldwin and Demi Moore. No. <laughs> no so, all right, no. so I did have the right one. No. But uh, there are a lot of bad reviews, but um, I don't know. I don't, I really, I think people are just hating on it, to be honest with you. Um, let me see. I th- thought I had one more. Let me look. 
Um, I got to go back, back to my list. I could have sworn there was one other thing that I watched that was newer. Oh, um, there's this movie, 10 Minutes to Midnight, that I watched. Uh, and it's about a DJ, like a radio or a radio DJ. And she's been hosting this radio show for like 20 years. And she goes into work this night. And she gets bit by a bat. And, uh, also finds out on the same night that she's being she's being let go from her job she's being replaced by someone younger and uh she basically starts to have these weird hallucinations where you're not sure if she's turning into a vampire um so it's uh it stars carolyn uh oh what's her oh why am i oh, i've drawn a blank the you have you seen texas chainsaw massacre too yeah the main character in that stretch, the the female DJ in that movie, the one who mm-hmm. Leatherface gets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the star of this. Obviously, she's much older now, but um, it's kind of interesting. Like the entire thing takes place just in this radius in the studio. The acting is kind of like hit or miss, um, but there is some like interesting gore in it, and it's super short. It's like an hour and ten or hour fifteen minutes. Not great, but not bad. It was just kind of like interesting when the when the action is happening it's actually pretty good but it veers off into like this weird dreamlike stuff where you're not really sure if she's if she's like dreaming the whole thing or if she actually is a vampire or if there's like a whole funeral scene that's kind of weird where like they have her funeral in the radio station and you're not sure <laughs> what's going on Imagine you die, but, and then your like they're just like we're just gonna bury him at work. Or at work. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like they had a coffin like right there. <laughs> it was kind of, they're all like clapping for her and like celebrating. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I died to get away from this place. <laughs> don't do it here. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I don't know if I would recommend it per se, but uh, like one of those things that you give it a shot. It's super low budget. Like, I mean really low budget but you know setting's kind of interesting and uh she's she's good in it the carolyn whatever her name is again they her last name she is good in it so she was actually also in blind interest she was in both movies it's kind of weird but uh, i think that's it um so i just i've been trying to catch up on you know newer stuff like shutter's got a bunch of stuff right now that i want to watch too they yeah, just keep adding more, you know, more and more stuff. And every time I feel, I feel like I'm putting more in my queue on Shutter than I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, it's so constant. I, yeah, oh, I gotta, man. I gotta definitely find a time where I can, because normally I'm averaging one a night, maybe two, depending on the time I got out of work. Right. Um, but I just want to find a day where I can sit down and just you know watch two or three or you know have some. Yeah, I'm probably watching like two movies a night right now, but it's like. Uh, between all the different services it's hard to settle on shutter all the time you know it's like i got oh yeah i'm watching stuff on full moon watching stuff on shutter i'm watching stuff on uh on paramount i'm watching stuff on hulu like it's just you know like any night i just kind of pick a service and pick a movie but yeah it's funny because netflix (laughs) now has the um play something button have you seen that no so so uh, like when 
when you first log on, it has like your adult, your, your name or your logo. Yeah. Like, like, you know, if you set up accounts, it'll have like you, your wife, your kids, your profile. Yeah. Under your profile name. And now it just says play something and it, it will now. pick something based off of what you like. And oh, I skip probably the first five before I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll watch that. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it's not very good yet. It's it's getting there because that that kind of is a good feature. Like I wish I could. Oh, I think it's an awesome feature. Yeah. Like just combine to, like a bunch of stuff together and just be mm-hmm. like just play whatever. Because um, there's times right. where I, like I don't want to look for something, but I want to watch something, so I immediately go to the Shutter live stream and I just play whatever on there. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, you know, Shutter does do like the collections. So like you can just watch a bunch of movies back to back, but that's it's not the quite the same thing as like a random, yeah. Select, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I feel like I spend more time looking for shit than I do watching shit. You know, for sure. I've actually gone. I have a list now, so that I can just go to the list and be like, okay, I'm gonna watch that because yeah. If, otherwise, I'll spend way too long. I'm looking now. I want to see this thing. See I if I have it, it in mind. Let me see if it does it on the app on the phone. I know it does it on the Roku. It might. It might not. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, yeah, I don't see it on the phone. Yeah, but on the Roku, yeah, it's just got to like a play something button, and it, it'll just play. Um, <clears throat> oh, hmm. I did not want to play Batman. Um, yeah, I don't see it on the phone. I'll have to check that out. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, if, if like the algorithm is shitty, then it's gonna it's just gonna recommend the wrong things, you know? Yeah. So like, if you, it's weird because like I noticed uh, for for a, a few weeks, um, I was on kind of a kung fu kick. You know, I get into those every once in a while. So right. I was watching a ton of kung fu movies, and then when I hit play something, now it's only playing kung fu movies for like the first five movies. You know, that would be my thing is like if my, you know, if I watch something with my kids on my profile, am I now going to get recommended like a bunch of yeah, family going to happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> Interesting idea, though. It'd, it'd be cool if they could. I also read that Netflix was talking about putting like channels like um, like what Shutter has that they were playing around with that idea in some European. It's a market. great idea. It's awesome. Yeah. Where it's like you could go to like, you know, a. I don't know. I'm assuming they'd have like a new release channel or an action channel or a comedy channel, and you'd go and it was just playing different movies. Like, yeah, because I kind of I like for like if I just want something on, like I'm just like, all right, well, you know, I got to send some emails at work or I got to do something, right. and I just want something on. I don't want to go search for something, um, or I wind up clicking the exactly. first thing that's on there. Or I, it's something I've you know. So or I put um, something on that I've watched like a hundred times. You know. Yeah. So having like that feature on Shutter where you can just you know you can go to the yep. slasher channel or whatever and just let it play. It's great. Right. So um, yeah, we'll go back to a little full moon. Um, All right. I watched a movie called Blood Theater. Was that on Full Moon? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Older was. movie. 84 okay yeah um so if it's not it's i'm pretty sure that's where i watched it yeah, i'm looking i mean i'm not looking on full moon but i'm looking up the movie because i know that title. uh it was written and directed by rick sloan <laughs> yep so yeah it had to be full moon 
it probably was because they have a lot of uh, a lot of like older weird horror and action movies. And this guy directed Hobgoblins. So oh yeah, yep, um, that is him. Um, yeah, because a bunch of his movies are up there. Yeah, this here, uh, I would definitely check this out. Um, it's a really bad, low budget movie about this guy who owns um a movie theater and then there was like another like actual theater like you know like a play theater with a stage Mm -hmm. and stuff that a bunch of people got murdered at and then the building sat vacant so he bought it and now wants to turn it into a movie theater but um so he sends like two of his employees over there to or three employees over there to go start cleaning the place up but the place is being i guess you can say haunted by the killer who's still there and then these other employees don't want to work at the other movie theater because there's this weird thing where i I don't think they ever explain it there is like a prostitute looking girl who is always with the owner and she she just says in passing once like it doesn't matter what I do here because you're never going to get rid of me with what I know. Okay. Right. So she's just a bitch and she's there the whole time. And um, he mentions multiple times that he's never going to be able to have sex with her. So he's got to go find it elsewhere. So I don't, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and then I'll just, you know, a bunch of people start dying and it's actually, it's pretty decent. It's actually, um, I'm looking it up now. It's definitely on full moon because it's listed on on IMDb is, being on full moon yeah yeah. it's only like an hour and 15 minutes long oh it's so not it's very short. yeah it's not very long at all i might um, ha- i might yeah i might watch this one this one uh, um yeah it's yeah. it's pretty might, um might watch it's pretty enjoyable <laughs> yeah all right. uh, yeah, i mean it, i mean it's 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 on par with the rest of the full moon stuff it's not like yeah, you know like a summer blockbuster <laughs> i can i can tell from the screenshots that it's not um uh, and then I watched uh, Doll Man vs. Demonic Toys. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's essentially the same movies put together, and then they just wind up fighting each other. Yeah, so it's a combination of... So it's got Doll Man. It's got Demonic Toys, ba- basically Baby Oopsie Daisy, but I know some of the other toys are in it. And it's got one of the girls from Bad Channels, one of the girls yeah. that got shrunk down or whatever by yep. the alien. And she's so still they, there. So here's the thing, right? So this movie is, it's not good, right? But Oh, no, no, no. Here's what I want to say. In 1992, or whenever this movie came out, Charles Band was proactively building a full moon universe. Think about it, right? He took three of their properties, took characters from each one, and put them into an Avengers-style movie before like anybody else was doing that right like think about like for a movie so stupid like conceptually that's something now that like oh everybody wants that right everybody wants to create a universe movie where all their characters from different movies are coming in and interacting with each other charles band did that in 1993 with doll man versus demonic toys he brought three movies together and it's awful it's really bad (laughs) but this you know this movie gotta give him some credit for that i mean i'm looking at the still shot again like a baby oopsie daisy yeah so baby baby oopsie daisy um comes out of like this vent at one point and is talking shit and then um the clown comes out gets its head blown off 
Now, you know, the other guy, like doll man, the little shrunken guy, <laughs> he's like the cop. Yeah, you know I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, um, doll man's. I love doll man. I love that movie. Doll man. I find it weird that my thought process goes this way. I'm watching a movie where dolls are alive, where there are like demonic toys running around. There are shrunken people. And my first thought is, where the hell is he getting ammunition for that gun of his? Because he was shrunken down. The little gun? The little gun. Where is he getting little bullets? (laughs) Where where are these bullets coming from? (laughs) That was what I kept thinking. Um, Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible movie. So I'm looking Um, it up right now. And you know what's kind of crazy about this? The voice of Baby Oopsie Daisy is Frank Welker. You know who Frank Welker is? No. Frank Welker is like a famous voice actor. He worked on Hanna-Barbera stuff. He's the voice of Scooby-Doo. Oh, uh, okay. And he's the voice of Fred from the original Scooby-Doo cartoons. And, <laughs> and he's like, in that? Wait, he's he, Baby Oopsie? He's the voice of Baby Oopsie-Daisy. I'm trying to get it to load my internet. I did so. not recognize that voice at all I'm, when I'm that like, doll was talking. I'm trying to get it to open up here so I can actually list some of the, the stuff he did. But he is a famous, like legit famous freaking voice actor. I mean, the guy. Okay, so let's see. So he, I can't believe it that he was in this movie because. I mean, okay, let's see. These are some of the titles, right? Um, that he did voice work for. So Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Cujo, apparently. Uh, he was in... He, did, he worked in, ter- in Terror Vision. Troll. So more Charles Band stuff. Um, these are just movies. So these aren't... Um, these aren't like the anime stuff. He did voices for like DuckTales. He did voices in Dick Tracy. He did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Some of the Caddyshack movies, Super Mario Brothers movie. He was the voice of Yoshi and the Goombas. Um, This guy, like if you look at his filmography, it's so in terms of cartoons, he worked on Scooby-Doo. He also worked on on Looney Tunes cartoons. he worked on like a bunch of eighties cartoons. And then here it is doll man versus demonic toys, man. I bet you, if you set him down for an interview and started talking about his filmography and you brought this up, you were like, you were the voice of baby. He'd be like, what are you talking about? He wouldn't even he remember. Was, he was the voice of Abu and Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came out a, what a year before doll man versus demonic toys came out. Like, how did they get Frank Welker to do this? I like that is so freaking weird. Like, he did. He he even did work on Toy Story. Yeah, that's weird. He, he did voice work on Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Maybe he knew uh, Charles Band or something. <clears throat> well, he did because it shows that he worked on some of that early stuff, like Terrorvision. That was Charles Band. He didn't direct it, but he produced it. And he also worked on Troll, which was Charles Band. So he had like a couple, but it's not like he he did like all these Charles Band movies where he also did work on Gremlins. I mean, this guy's like really well known. I can't believe that he was in Doll Man vs. Demonic Toys. <laughs> and there's right. the voice of Baby Oopsie Daisy, like of every character in his filmography. 
Oh, they have quotes too. Oh my god. From <laughs> Dom and versus Demonic Toys. Yeah, it says <laughs> Psycho, all bitches are crazy, squirt. Don't look so surprised, jerkweed. I know all about women. Nice balance, half pint. You got shit for brains. What? Oh my god. I forgot how bad this is. Yeah, I think that was a doll that said that actually. He says, Yeah, this is all baby oopsie daisy quotes. He says, oh, okay. Yeah, that that's right, I'm a fucking toy. And comes midnight, that's exactly what I'll be doing to doll chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's it. This movie's ridiculous. It's what I rewatched this back when we when I we got full moon back in the day when when it first came, you know, to streaming and I watched it and this is the first watch for me. Oof. It's I've seen it twice and I, I have no intention to watch it ever again. No, it's rough. It's real bad, yeah. That's funny though. Yeah, but we're gonna watch a baby oopsie daisy spinoff movie in July. So. Oh yeah, no, when it comes out, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went through all of the uh, It Man movies. Um, I know there's a new one coming out. I think it's out overseas. Um, I haven't seen any of those actually. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would go. They're all on Netflix, um, yeah. and they're all kind of easy watches. But like for anybody who's like, oh, I don't want to watch four movies and get to that. You can watch Master Z, um, It Man Legacy. There's a little nuances that, like, <clears throat> even if they didn't put it in, you would still have the same movie where they're like, oh, you trained with It Man and all this other stuff. Dude, Master Z is an amazing kung fu film. Like, action <clears throat> film, kung fu, it is, it's really good. So, um, I mean, if you do work your way through those, you'll eventually make it to it Master now. Z. But Dave Bautista's in it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he actually has a big part in it. Tony Ja. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's hmm. really good. Um, you watched it on. You watched this on Netflix, you said. Yeah, they're all, all, all right now. All of them are on Netflix, hmm. and then there is a fifth one out. Um, there's a fifth one out that um, I think it's only out overseas. I'm, I'm not even sure if it's out over there yet, but I've been seeing like clips from it and stuff. So. It's like it, man. The final showdown, or mm. something like that. Huh? Yeah, it's like I've I've seen the these pop up all the time, and I've never even thought to watch. I, you know what? I I just thought they were like um like shitty director video kung fu movies. To be honest with you, no. <laughs> I never so, actually thought they were um, good. No, so I, I I had seen the first one because I really wanted to watch it because I knew who he was. So they call him It Man the movies, but um, it's actually Yip is his name, yeah. and he was uh, Bruce Lee's trainer in real life. Right. Huh. So the mo- so the guy, the guy, the guy that these movies are based off of was in real life trained Bruce Lee. That's pretty cool. And then I think it's in the second or th- I think it's in a third one maybe or the second one. One of them, mm. um, he actually wants Bruce Lee wants him to come to America to watch him fight, and everybody's pissed off because. <laughs> Um, Bruce Lee is giving away is training too many people and showing off other, you know, all the abilities and how to do things. And, um, so that's all in there. And then, uh, master Z is kind of a standalone film because by that movie, it man is already dead and, you know, he dies and, you know, at the, not in the movie, but by the end of the movie in real life, he was dead. So, um, when it goes to master Z, um, you know, he's not in it at all, but. There's some flashbacks. So I don't know how they're doing a fifth one back to um, 
it, man. But huh. we'll, I guess we'll see. But yeah, no, I would say check and then just check just check them all out and then get to Master Z and Master Z is awesome. Yeah, these look yeah, these look uh I'm gonna just make a note to um I think right, it's yeah, cool. the hold on a second, which I think it's the third. Is it the third one? Okay, so in the third one, the villain is Mike Tyson. And yeah. you you get an amazing scene where you get boxer versus um, kung fu. It's pretty amazing. So I presume it's 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 really good fight scene. So he's at like it's actually Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, look at that, Mike Tyson. Yep, no, it's Place it's fight. actually Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, wow. Yep. So right, it yeah. so it man fights Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's, All right. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty dope because it, it's like crazy like the size difference. Um, my, Mike Tyson is huge compared to this actor, and, and uh, the choreography on it is amazing. It's and really Donnie good. Yen. Donnie Yen. Um, oh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's in a yeah, lot. He was in Rogue One. It's like one of my favorite of the Star Wars. Like, uh, oh, that yeah. He played the the one like the he wasn't a Jedi, I don't think, but he he was like kind of a Jedi. He was blind. I think he played the blind guy. Yeah, he also um, he was also in a movie wow. called Kung Fu Masters, which was really good. That's really cool. I actually own that one, but yeah, I would work your way through those at some point. They're really good. Yeah, they look like the kind of thing I would like. Um, I know. <laughs> I I think the first one is dubbed, and then wow. I think two and three are subtitled. Subtitle. Right. And then Master Z, I think it gave you the option if you wanted it subbed or not. I can't remember. Definitely prefer the subs over the dubbing, at least for like a movie that uh, you're trying to actually take seriously and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes God's, dubbing Godzilla dubbing is is usually helpful for Godzilla, but. So, um, and then I had gotten a recommendation from my sister and brother-in-law, who told me. I had to watch this movie. It was so amazing. Um, and it was called Greenland. Oh, is this the Matt Damon movie? No, is it Matt Ger Damon Gerard, or George Clooney? Gerard, Gerard Brutler. Oh, yeah. I'm just confusing all these. It's, it's on Netflix, right? It's a Netflix thing? No, I actually think I had to pay for this. I think I had to rent it. I could have sworn this was coming to Netflix. Okay. Um, right. I just know that it's a disaster thing. I, I just, that much I knew. What the movie's a disaster? It's about because well, it's be about a it's about a natural disaster, right? Isn't it? Uh, like sure. an end the world kind of thing. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> it's like um, I'm looking it up now. All right, so him, so him and his family are. He's a um, an architect. He builds like skyscrapers, and the government has sent out a presidential alert saying like we need you to come to this place at this time because we need, we're, we're, we're basically going to need you in the future to help rebuild the earth after it's destroyed. So they right. pick a bunch of people. It's not just him. There's thousands that's, and thousands. Isn't, that's the plot to deep impact. Thank you. <laughs> 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 okay. So um, <laughs> him and his family show up and then all this other stuff happens where him and his family get split up. 
and he's got to go back out to the car to grab something. But there's thousands of people trying to get in that aren't authorized to get in. So now he's got to fight a crowd. It's literally right? the plot to beef impact. So while he's out at the car, <laughs> his wife and his child are inside and then they get rejected to go inside. So they have to leave, but he's on his way back in. So now they're trying to get out. He's trying to get back in. And then he's got to go meet his family um, because they're gone. And it's, yeah. So it's about meteorites that hit the earth. So you get about eh, three scenes of meteorites. (laughs) So if you sell me on a movie about meteorites, there better be some goddamn meteorites in this movie. (laughs) There's like three. It says that it's two hours long. Oh, it feels like five. It's I So the wife loved it. Uh, My brother and sister-in-law loved it. I paused this thing three times and went and did other shit and came back. This doesn't look like anything I'd want to watch. It feels super long. It's very dialogue heavy. Like it's just a lot of dialogue. There's no action. It's funny you say that, right? Because I'm looking at, I'm looking at the photo, like the photos, and I can tell from the photo gallery that it's basically people talking because there's so few pictures of, of like what would be considered action. It's just, it's like all pictures of people standing around. So like, I can tell that, oh, it's just going to be people talking for two hours. And uh, that's fine if the movie's really good, but I'll watch Deep Impact instead. You know, you get to watch, uh, at least you get to b- watch a bunch of dudes sacrifice themselves in outer space, and, like blow up themselves on a comet or whatever. Um, yeah, there's this one. Look very good. Yeah, there's this one part where a meteor hits a car. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like they're, they're, they're running through the woods because they can't, they can't get past the road because everybody else is kind of blocking up the road. Uh-huh. And then. So they're going to go hide under a bridge while the meteors come down and this meteor hits a car and then explodes. And uh, well, the guy gets out, he goes to save the guy. Then there's another guy. He goes to get out. Meteorite hits the car. Car is on fire. Guy catches on fire. Um, I jumped to the edge of my seat and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And she's like, what? I said, pause it. I'm going to go smoke because that's the most ridiculous fire I've ever seen. Like literally it looked like the dude was like the fire was photoshopped over. You know what I'm saying? Like over the guy, not even a CGI, just like a photoshopped fire while the guy moved. And then like the picture moved with it. Like, um, yeah, even the CGI is bad. I was like, you don't have, where'd the money go? Did you, did you give it to Butler? Because there's nothing else going on. Totally. Yeah. So listen to this review. It says, uh, can't a disaster movie be about the disaster? Question mark. <laughs> all, all the cool stuff is in the trailer. Everything is, oh no, but we've been selected to be saved. Yay. Oh no, we forgot little Nathan's insulin. I'll go get it. Oh no, I've become separated from my wife and child. Are they here? No. Are they here? No. Are they here? Yes. Yay. And we're saved. Oh no, we're not. Oh wait, we are. Yay. There, I just saved you twelve dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds very similar to what you just exp- explained. I mean, yeah, it's... people getting separated and then finding each other and then not finding each other and wow. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There are some good reviews on here, but there are a lot of um, 
a lot of reviews that are definitely in your yeah if somebody <laughs> if somebody likes that style of movie where it's just Some a lot of dialogue can. um then that's for you yeah someone said this is exactly what i wanted to see like seriously they wanted they said this movie is a classic end of the world hero flick that ticks all the right boxes of course gerard butler is awesome and although there are no surprises when it comes to the main plot (laughs) (laughs) enough unpredictable events happen to keep you entertained on the edge of your seat so there's a scene i i i laughed um so there are thousands of people chosen i mean thousands right Mm -hmm. And they're all going through this military base. And there's even more people outside trying to get in. Like, why did you choose them? Why can't we go? Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Gerard Butler runs into this place after he goes out and comes back in and runs up to a random military person and goes, have you seen my wife? Uh, who the fuck wrote that? Uh, this random dude who just saw 3,000 people run by him, he's going to know where your wife is. And then, and then, and then he like starts to describe her, and the guy's like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." I'm like, "That is poor writing right there." Nobody in real life, like, like, it, it, like, imagine you're at the Big E and you get separated from your wife. Are you just running up to a random security guard and going, "Have you seen my wife?" No, obviously. Like- <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have no interest in this. It does not. No. It does not, there's nothing about this that looks. I like disaster movies, but um. Yeah, no, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, no, it would. No, this is not even. Did a, you pay to watch this? I don't remember. She did it. Um, mm. And I remember at one point, like, my daughter and her friends came in and we're talking. And she was like, oh, we're watching a movie. And I said, no, it's okay. You can pause it. And then I just, I got up and went out and smoked while she was talking to the kids. Like, this movie got paused about four or five times. Like, I don't even, I don't, it could have been more. I don't even remember. It was a lot. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I have for that. <laughs> all right. So let's see. What do we got here? What are we moving on to? We've got um Kurt Sutter. Yep. The uh creator of uh Sons of Anarchy. Yep. So he is working with uh Blumhouse. Um and Netflix on an eight, 18th century English village is besieged by a mysterious and exclusive beast. Dozen of innocents are slaughtered and the mayhem is driven to heights by religion. Uh, the impossible task of killing the beast falls to um, falls to a lonely trapper who has promised he can stop the carnage. But for him, this hunt is professional mission. It's deeply personal one. Um, this idea was inspired by the beast of Guavadan, a true story about a mysterious beast that terrorized the French village in the 1760s. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting. The thing that's actually one thing that's interesting is you said Blumhouse, right? Yep. <clears throat> Blumhouse is like really getting around because they also did a thing with Amazon Prime. Where they did like the eight Blumhouse movies or whatever. Um, I'm looking at it up now too. Where they produced or released. I don't know if they actually. I don't have Amazon Prime right now, so I don't actually know. Well, this here says um, Blumhouse is producing its first feature 
for Netflix. This will be yeah, it's it's their first one. It's interesting to me that they had like a deal with Amazon. Now they're hopping over to Netflix. Um, clearly, like Blumhouse has enough uh, enough sway to be able to ink deals with multiple streamers for original content. Um, I mean, I'll be interested to see it. I think Blumhouse is like obviously the Kurt Sutter has created some really good stuff, right? Because oh yeah, he, I he love Sons of Anarchy. He also did Mayans, which I haven't seen. Um, so but... I'm the like uh, you're kind of like me. We're not big TV people, right? Um, exactly. Sons of Anarchy was probably <laughs> other than like Breaking Bad, one of my favorite mm. or my favorite um, TV show. I've watched yeah. it multiple times. You know. You know, you got the, you know, the office, I, you know, everybody loves the yeah, office, yeah, uh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy and this, but Sons of Anarchy was great. I mean, it, it was just kind of perfect. Um, so yeah. I really trust Kurt Sutter with it. Um, right. I think he's got the right mind and vision to pull something like this off. Mm -hmm. And then having Blumhouse behind him and Netflix basically saying, do whatever you want. Like, this sounds great. You go ahead and you take care of it. And exactly. I think that, um, um I think that's the thing that's that's like probably most interesting is like you've got a guy who has proven success, particularly working in like a TV environment, which Netflix kind of is, and he's got the money behind him of Blumhouse and Netflix. And Blumhouse is like, I don't love everything they do, right? But they are definitely known for um, like putting out putting out quality stuff you know like oh yeah just they've been able the things that blumhouse has been able to accomplish i mean the purge movies right like love them or hate them there's no denying their popularity there's no denying that they're relatively well made paranormal activity is the same thing like they do have a way of creating content that hits um so yeah, if I mean, you get the right kind of talent behind that content i mean I'm, I'm very, I'd be very interested in this. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty cool story. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's, you know, I mean, we've seen this before, whether it's werewolves or whether it's vampires, right. you know, yeah. this is kind of one of those uh, monster comes in, pillages a town or whatever. Um, but the weird thing is it says inspired by the beast of Guava Don, a true story of a mysterious beast um i can tell you how to spell that if you want i'm looking it up here because uh that was my next thing is what you were gonna okay uh the beast of it's g-e-v-a-u-d-a-n yeah give all give odon or something i found it um come on oh yeah look at this is kind of cool between um, 1765 and 1767 an unknown creature killed over 100 people in a, in a rural region of france Hear about this and captivated stupid pop up a horrified world. Um, about a hundred men, women, and children reportedly fell victim to this La Bete du Gévaudan. While many French at the time presumed the beast to be a wolf, and many scholars agree, some have suggested the beast may not have been a wolf at all. So, like a wolf, but yet not a wolf. The first recorded fatal attack occurred on June 30, 1764. When a 14-year-old shepherdess tended a flock of sheep, um, she was not a, the creature's first victim, as historian Jay Smith writes in a book, apparently it's a book about it. 
A young woman. Yeah, that's what this is based off of. Yeah. Attacked by a creature like a wolf, yet not a wolf. The attacks continued through summer into autumn. This is interesting. Yeah, this is kind of interesting, though. I, I did, like I, I like this kind of like the urban legend kind of stuff. I think this could be this could be good. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and his is actually mm. taking place in this in the same time period. So. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so. that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm kind of interested in this. Yeah. No, I'm really interested in it. We'll huh. see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, because Netflix has kind of been, you know, after all their controversy and stuff like that that they had, um, they kind of been backing off a lot of their um, outside, um, I don't know if you call it outside content. Like, they're just kind of letting people do what they want at this point. Yeah, they just got to focus on creating good content, letting yeah. content creators create good content. Like, that's that's all they got to do. I mean, it's like... You're, it it does seem like they're refocusing. I almost wonder if um, because like we know right, their platform was just is was getting bogged down in so much garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because they were just letting everything in there too. Yeah, almost it was just like, and they were calling it all original. So it's like, not everything can be called a Netflix original just because you bought it. And to me, like, if you're gonna call something an original that should be something that you're proud of. Like you shouldn't just throw all the shit out there and be like, Oh yeah, it's a Netflix original. Then everything looks the same. Well, that's you what know? happened with Cobra Kai. They bought Cobra Kai. They put their name on it. said Netflix original. So anytime I talk to somebody, they were like, Yo, did you see that new Netflix show Cobra Kai? I'm like, bro, like, you know, like two years ago. Yeah. The number of people who I said like, Oh yeah, I was watching it when it was on YouTube red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you and I were watching it back in its first run yeah uh netflix is famous for that shit um and i remember telling people like oh watch this and he'd be like oh that sounds stupid and those same people are watching it now because it's on netflix (laughs) yeah and then um and then they had the whole controversy with that um whatever that cuties or whatever it was i don't even know if that's still up or if they took it down and that was another acquisition that was another thing that they yeah it was like a french film that they bought yeah and then their stock plummeted like insane and they had investors pull out and then they had to scramble they had to take it down. the the yeah. thing with that movie is like so i, I don't even what, know what it's about or what anything, i didn't so. what i didn't understand was why they marketed it the way they did apparently it's just about like because I, I haven't seen it right it's just about like a girl like a, a dance crew like like my daughter has watched movies with like kid dance crews and stuff and they're usually pretty harmless and it seems like all I saw was that poster and the poster. You're like, what the fuck are you? Why are you do? Why are you marketing it? <laughs> like, like if that's because apparently they're saying like, oh, but that's not what the movie is. It's like, then why put that on the poster? You know, like, yeah, like you kind of hurt yourselves because nobody saw the movie. Everybody saw the poster. It's like, it's the same. Actually, it's similar to like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right. So like 1984, Silent Night, Deadly Night comes out. Nobody watches the movie. They see the poster. They see some TV spots and they're like, oh, we can't have a movie where Santa Claus is killing kids. So like it gets pulled, right? Cause, yeah. cause the marketing, the marketing was so misguided that nobody saw the movie and they're all like, oh, well the movie's clearly about whatever's on the poster. Like it's on the poster. It must, of course we know yeah. for a fact that rarely does the poster represent the movie that I don't know what they were thinking with that, man. That, yeah. Uh, well that hurt him pretty bad. Yeah. 
it seems like they maybe they're because I also heard that like some of the original stuff has been better. So like um I didn't see it, but people seem to like the um there was a Hemsworth movie, Extraction. Did you see that one on there? Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. So like that uh-huh. was an actual original. I heard it was actually yeah. pretty good. For, yeah, like, that was that's okay. Yeah, that's not movie. bad. Yeah. Um so they've had like more stuff that's been getting a bit buzzier, like, oh yeah, it's got, you know, it's got strong casts and it's got budgets and that's what that's what they need to do and they need to stop acquiring fucking wholesale bullshit and putting in netflix on it and i don't know that's it became to the point where you couldn't trust the, the originals anymore yeah well you gotta look because like sometimes you'll click on the original and then immediately in the credits it's like oh so and so so and so and you're like netflix had nothing to do with this that's why i'm shuttered i actually like the way shutter does it is if you look at the way they they brand them they have originals and exclusives so like the yeah. originals are the stuff that they're producing the exclusives are the stuff that like they just acquired but they're the first ones to run it so it's, yep. it's like they're differentiating between the stuff that they're acquiring and the stuff that they're producing because it's two different things you know um like netflix should just basically fit i don't know all right uh you ready for more some more um some more an- animated stuff coming out <laughs> uh warner media's upcoming animated series gremlins the secrets of the mogwai is set to yeah. be a prequel to the two first films with a half hour series set in the 1920 shanghai telling the story of how 10 year old sam wing met the young mogwai called gizmo uh the secrets um, of the mogwai will be exclusive to hbo max likely arriving in 2021 you know this thing They've been talking about this thing like in these little news drops for like a year, and I'm actually uh, I have I have HBO Max, and I'm um I'm kind of excited for it. I'm like a big Gremlins fan, and uh, I think HBO like the quality of their stuff tends to be pretty pretty high. Did you see um, the first um the first images from this? So I've seen the poster art. Um. And then I so, saw one image of someone like walking down an alley. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Um, so, if that's the one you saw, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it reminds me of like a Zelda game. Like it literally looks like Zelda yeah. an- animation. It does, which is honestly probably why I'm drawn to it because I love those games. To be honest with you. But like, this is something that I'm going to watch with my kids, you know? So, like, yeah, I'm me, definitely going to definitely check this out for me it's like oh i can this is something i can watch with my kids that i'm probably going to enjoy too on some level and uh they already greenlit season two so i mean this isn't even out yet so i read that as hbo is happy enough with with the product that they're willing to spend more money on it and produce a second season and if they've done that if they've done that without a single review without anything that means that they clearly think that it's good HBO is buying up everything. I mean, they produced this, so but they uh, their deal with Warner Brothers was huge. They said that um, (laughs) the subscribers they got from the Warner Brothers deal with like Wonder Woman and all that put them ahead two years in subscriber. Yeah, that's the thing is like pretty much all of DC stuff is now like exclusive to HBO. Yep. Um. They have that. They've got the deal with Warner Brothers. I think they may have something with Paramount too. 
Um, oh, well, Paramount has its own now, so I don't think they're. Oh so, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah, but they no, have they've... all the Warner Brothers stuff, which is it's funny because like you don't really think about it, but then it's like Warner Brothers owns every Batman movie, mm-hmm. every single one, so they're all on there, and and anything new comes out, it's going to be on there. Um, so yeah, all the DC properties, but then there's like. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in there that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Warner Brothers. And now HBO has it. Yep. And uh, they said that, yeah, they, they gained so many subscribers. They got two years ahead in terms of profit from that deal because people are like, fuck, yeah, I want to watch that stuff at home. Like, maybe I don't want to pay money to go watch. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I watched that movie, The Little Things with Jared Leto. You know, like, I was never going to pay to see that in the theater, but I watched it on HBO Max. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, I, I do miss the movies. I miss going out. Um, Oh yeah, totally. And I'm not saying I would never go back, but I like having the option to say like this movie, this movie is not something I want to pay to see. I like having the option of being able to make the determination whether I want to go to the theater and see it. Cause if, there yeah, there right. there could be something where you're like yeah i definitely have to go see this on the big screen and i'm like i can watch this one at home and be fine and still be able to talk right. to you about it but right. um there's certain so things insane. that i would like to go out and see on the big screen you know for sure but, just that like maybe some of these warner titles aren't you know like i probably would want to see um godzilla and king kong i'd probably want to see mortal kombat but, yeah, i mean uh, you know doll man <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> Man, I, would see pay, that the I would pay to see Doll Man in the theater. Yeah. If you haven't watched the first Doll Man lately, you should rewatch that one. You should have. I've been watching. I have seen. It. I haven't watched it in a while though. Okay. It is. Yeah. It actually is. Uh, it holds up. It's actually really good. It uh, for something so ridiculous. It's 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 actually really good. Well, I'm looking All forward right. to Secrets of the Mogwai. So me too. <clears throat> I'll definitely be checking it out. All right. Do you have a trailer for? I do. Hang on. Let me. Uh... I did not write down the name of this movie. Blood dolls. Blood dolls. There we go. All right. I am gonna switch my headphone here so I can actually hear it, and then I'll turn it on. Okay. Here we go. Oh shit. Hang on. Sorry, I forgot to hit share. <laughs> All right, let me share my screen. Okay. Share with sound. Share. All right, here we go. <clears throat> moment please ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls you must be very proud of your husband mrs Hewlett. well it was the smoothest bit of corporate lodgering i've ever witnessed Geniuses tend to be eccentric.
I must now inform you that I am extremely displeased. No one ever claimed that life was fair. Certainly no one ever claimed that I was. <laughs> what do you want? Secrets are best kept in the grave. Isn't it weird that there's just like, like a random like uh, uh, girl band just there? <laughs> yeah, gonna talk about that. All right. Perhaps the whole thing was worthwhile after all. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop sharing. Changing my headphones back, and then. Uh, I'll go read a synopsis here. All right, let's go. Oh, come on, I don't care about a stupid ad. <clears throat> I gotta say, man, this was a, a delight of a pick, by the way. I, I I'm had gonna never... get the synopsis. I'm gonna get, but oh my god. Yeah, I had I never was... seen it before and I saw it on there and I was like, I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna definitely check this one out. I went in blind completely. Uh, Virgil, an eccentric freak billionaire, spends his days being a biological inventor. The Blood Dolls, his newest creation, aid him in getting revenge on those who betrayed him. All right, so I, I already said it. I went in blind. I knew nothing about this movie. The only, I, This is what I thought it was about. I thought it was about like a typical Charles Band movie. Some guy has some dolls that he brings to life and he uses those dolls to kill people, right? Now, that is one plot line in this movie. But what I didn't expect was that we were going to get a movie, and I think I messaged you about this, that is like, it's like Charles Band in 1999 created the ultimate full moon movie where he took every trope, every cliche, everything from every movie he's ever made and threw it into this movie. So he's got killer dolls. Yeah. He's got um, a girl band, like at Bad Channels, right? So I'm thinking like Bad Channels, girl band. Yeah. He's got a little person, Phil Fonda Car Caro, who was a little person who played in Troll and Ghoulies 2, uh, and The Creeps. He's got, so in the movie Head of the Family, you've got a guy with a giant head and a southern accent. In this movie, you have a guy with a little head and a southern accent. You've got... Um, like a dominatrix woman, which was something we had seen in, uh, I think Hideous had a dominatrix in it. Like he took everything he'd ever done and put it into a single movie. The bodyguard and, clowns is also from another movie. Right? Like yeah. every it's, it's nonstop. Like I, I, I'm going to, I was, I was completely blown away, but like, I'll say it right now. Like I absolutely loved it. <laughs> like yeah. I loved everything. So, um, so like it's weird because when you that trailer you just saw was the first time I ever saw that trailer. <laughs> Have you ever watched the trailers on Full Moon? You get like oh no, it's no. not an actual trailer. You get like, like a, clip a or weird clip, mm. and it'll be like a minute long clip of like whatever scene. And I was like, oh, okay, this this looks pretty okay. Like. <laughs> So like the shrunken head thing and like the shrunken head thing, man. Like 
You get the clown. I think you get in, in the trailer on the website, you get the clown, you get the little person and maybe the dominatrix thing. And that's about it. There's nothing else in there. I did not. So, so like to set the tone, the scene here, it's like maybe five, 10 minutes in, you're being introduced to all these characters and there's this guy and he wears like a, like a monster movie mask, whatever on his head, <clears throat> kind of like the dude, the killer in the Funhouse, in the movie, the Funhouse. And he also, he's like a billionaire and he has a rock band, this woman, female rock band locked in a cage and he forces them to play different tracks. And he's Phil Fondacaro as like a little butler guy <laughs> who zaps them with an old, right? Play like number two. <laughs> paddle prod and he calls out a track number. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, okay, this is really bizarre. And the, I, when he takes the mask off and he has a tiny head, I fucking lost it. <laughs> yeah. like, like it all of a sudden was like, oh my <sighs> God, like not only do we have all this other insanity going on, we also, for some reason, he has a tiny head. Like, um, <clears throat> I, I just, I mean, I just fell in love with the movie at that moment. <laughs> I don't think they <laughs> ever explain why he has a tiny head. No, like they I never, don't, I don't think mention. they do. I just know that like it doesn't make sense that he would be a genius with such a tiny head. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I do love that like <laughs> there's like a scene where uh, near the end of the movie where she, the the dominatrix lady like basically is like making out with the little head. Like <laughs> so, my first note on this is clown butler, all girl <laughs> band in a cage, small head. That's all yeah. I wrote. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. No, that was um, that I wrote. I wrote. Okay. Um, guy in clown makeup, female rock band in cage, Phil Fondacaro, mask, zaps the zaps the band to play shitty rock music, tiny head. Like <laughs> that's. Um, we do get a like right in the beginning though. We get a pretty cool uh, kill scene. Oh, I did write that down. The the drill, right? The power. Yeah, drill the drill to the stomach while he's chained mm -hmm. to the chair. Um, I did write that down. Yeah. Another thing that it's, it's made me laugh so bad. Um, <laughs> I wrote down the clown shaves the tiny head. <laughs> when the clown is just in there shaving his beard. <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, what? What is happening? Um. So, you know what I couldn't figure out? Okay, so he turns his enemies into these little dolls, right? That's what he does? Yeah. Why Why do the dolls actually kill for him, though? Do they ever explain that? Because, like, if it were me and I were turned into a little doll by this guy, like, wouldn't you just turn around and murder him? Why do they? Yeah. Why do I mean, they, they don't explain it at all. They don't explain how he can control them or why. No, but they list. They do. I don't. They do. Know. Yeah. Um, I th well, at one point he says, "You will kill for me because I created you." So maybe, maybe it's like. Yeah, yeah, but 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 he had to murder them to create them, right? I mean, it was like, it's like some pretty messed up stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like you could have just let them live too, and I'm not even sure why he needs the little dolls to kill these people. But I guess because he doesn't. I don't know. You get caught. Um, but it's funny that the movie's called Blood Dolls because the dolls barely have anything to do with the movie. Like, yeah, they're not in it much. I really thought this was going to be about killer dolls, and it's really mostly about the clown guy 
the band and the tiny head guy and uh and the dominatrix yeah um, so um i'm not a dominatrix nor have i ever met one mm-hmm. um nor have i ever owned any weird sex toys yeah have you ever seen a sex toy that's just a giant thing of wires that you get stuck in between no but it's funny you mentioned that because i was thinking in the 90s this was like a thing like um not not people getting off on being <laughs> wires but killing people with wires was like a thing um like there's a bunch of movies that did this like somebody gets caught up in a bunch of wires and they get sliced into pieces i don't know what it yeah, was this is about, true yeah right and it was yeah. it was around this time that it was happening but i think it's only in there for that reason because yeah there's no way that you would ever have again you're right i i don't actually know but i was like why would you ever want to be put in a contraption <laughs> like yeah like, like and what would it what would be i don't know I, I just i was baffled by what it would have been for constraint i get like just being constrained it's like being handcuffed i guess i mean i have a still shot of the guy up on my screen right now in the wire thing and it's hard to yeah it's hard to kind of figure out why you'd be in there um, yeah you're right also i wrote sorry go ahead i'll go i was gonna say i also wrote down that like the girl band is, is pretty terrible, but yeah. um, they have a song called Kill Pussy Kill. Yeah. And that's all they say over and over and over again. I also wrote that. Here's, I wrote this down. And I don't remember why. It says, quote, confirm my spotty dick. And then it says, quote, confirm my hairy ass. That must have been a quote from the movie, right? But I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But it must be, I don't know who said it. I can't remember. <laughs> Another thing I love, um, so I, I wish that, he, I actually wish he had more to do is uh, the little guy, Phil Fondacaro. Um, he's like, I talked about him on another show we did recently because he was in that movie, Little Monsters or Creeps, The Creeps, where he plays the little Dracula, the full moon movie. Um, and I, <coughs> I've always really liked this guy. I think he's like, He's in Willow, and he was in a bunch of other stuff that I really enjoyed. Well, he was in, um, he was the security guard in um, um, Doll Man vs. Demonic Toys. That's right, he was. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a fan of him. I think that he's, it's kind of unfortunate that he got stuck in a lot of shitty Charles Band movies because I think he's kind of, he's kind of a good actor actually. Um, but I liked seeing him here. I wish he had a little bit more to do, but I mean. And then at the end, like, so you get to the end of the movie and they do that thing where, like, they show you two endings. Yeah, so you have, like, the end of the movie and then the clown walks in and says, we couldn't choose which one to show you. I don't... <laughs> so we're going to show you again. Like, what was the what was that about? Uh, I don't know. It was, <laughs> hey, we shot two endings and we think they're both really good. I guess. I mean, because it's not like the movie was short where they'd be like, oh, we need more time. It was an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, but the weird thing is they did it immediately after the movie ended. You could have kind of let the <laughs> Yo, credits yeah. roll and then like popped You're in right. afterwards and did it that way. But no, they walked right in, and movie ended and then the guy comes on and he's like, you're going to watch another ending. Yeah, they do like a rewind. It was kind of strange. Um, although I liked the first ending better. Yeah, the first one was better, yeah. Right? Yeah, and the second <clears throat> ending, he ends up the, the best thing about the second ending is when she starts making out with the tiny head. Um, yeah, that's right. Because they get married. <laughs> they get married. <laughs> <laughs> or the, yeah, like he, he, 
No, yeah, is it the first one? She makes out the, with him or the second one? The second one. They second get married one, in does. the second. The first yeah. one, he's like he kills her. He kills her. He takes off yeah. the mask and she's like freaked out. And then the second one, she's like, he takes the mask off and she immediately is like, oh damn, and starts making out with him. Yeah. And that's another. If you go on IMDb, that's another uh, still frame they have is her, her hand on the back of the little head, and like she's going in for the kiss with this tiny head. <laughs> um, and it's kind of weird the way they shot that too, because sometimes when it's behind the tiny head, you can tell it's just a, like a fake head. And yes. then when it's in front, it's always from like chest up so they can make the jacket bigger. It's always like at a weird yeah, angle. Hang yeah. Hang on. I'll show you how they have it up right now. <laughs> you see it? Oh, I, yeah. I just got to move you out of the way. Yeah. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's literally like a, I mean, I. <laughs> yeah. It's like legit, like just something under the suit. I don't, it's very strange. So then this is, this is the picture of her kissing it. And it's like, I, is that like a fake? <laughs> right. So like a fake body or I, like the weird thing too, is it looks like that's a fake body. I think it's a fake head. It is a fake. Well, it's definitely a fake head. It's a fake head. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine if they found an actor who actually looked like that? <laughs> Casting call. <laughs> Only one person shows up. Like, uh... oh shit. I mean, I'm trying to find a picture too of like, they don't have it of him, the actual actor, because all the pictures they have are just like of the little fake head. <laughs> That's another thing too. This almost ties into shrunken heads, right? Because we have like a little yeah. head guy. Like, um, it's just peak Charles Band. Did they, they never. All right. So you see that one right there with the, with the uh, pimp doll. Click on that. Uh, one. This one here. Yeah. Yeah. They know. Do they ever explain like who this guy was or where he came from? No. They and don't. Why they... he's white? <laughs> <laughs> Never explain it. They just roll with it. The only one that we know is the girl, right? Is the, the girl? Yeah. Is is this girl? She's like the Asian girl, because <laughs> um, she gets changed in the beginning, right? But. They never explain the pimp or there's another one, right? There's like a little, this yeah, guy. There's, a, there's three. This little like strong man guy. Yeah. They never explain um, those guys. It's just weird that they're in there. Cause like this, I, I just can't get over how bizarre this movie is. It's like, it literally feels like Charles band took everything he ever did and put it into a single movie. And it was, it was, it was impressive. Like not because it's good, it's not good, but it's um. No, it's really enjoyable. But it, it <laughs> is. Like, yeah. It's it's. I like this one. I really like this one. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen it. I knew nothing about it. I just always kind of assumed it was a killer doll movie. It's like I never thought that it would have the tiny head. For I never saw the tiny when he took the mask off. 
I just fucking lost it. Couldn't believe. Yeah, it. that's. I mean, I just I went into it thinking that it was just going to be another killer doll movie. That's what it looks what like. That's what the marketing looks like. The yeah. poster art, and it all looks like that. It's not at all. No, no. That is not what this movie's about. No. Um, and like even like the rock band, the girl is never explained. Where did they come from? Why are yeah, they there? Why? Yeah. Why, why are they, they there? Why do they stay? Why? Yeah, because they they get out at the end. They could just run. They don't. Yeah, they yeah. do in one of the endings. And one of the endings, remember, they jump in the van. Oh, they, and they take, yeah, they get in their van. And they take they the doll with dolls. them. Now. Yeah, they then take the dolls the, and leave. In the second ending, they stay for the wedding. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah they stay for the wedding and then they play afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something like yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, at least in the first one, it could be like, all right, Rock Band takes the dolls, and then well, you have a now sequel there. We got a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing is that he never made a sequel to this, and it's it's kind of surprising, for, you know, knowing Charles Band and like he's making a sequel to Head of the Family right now. Um, I'm surprised he's not sequelizing Blood Dolls because it seems like it'd be pretty ripe for a sequel. Um, there's just so much there that he could play with, you know. I don't know, but uh, this was a great pick, I thought. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely recommend people check this one out. If what we said <laughs> sounds like something you would like. If it doesn't yeah. avoid it, then <laughs> yeah. avoid it. Yeah, if you like uh, <laughs> tiny head guys uh, who are millionaires that have girls trapped in uh, cages playing music with uh, little people as security guards uh, with a clown bodyguard, and then another millionaire who is also has a wife who's a dominatrix, and then three dolls that run around killing people. That's the movie. Yeah, and it <laughs> all happens in an hour and twenty four minutes. So yeah. it's, it's it's even less than ninety minutes. <clears throat> but no, other than that, I uh, yeah, I got nothing on this one. Um, nope. I would I would definitely watch this one again. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I'll be watching this one again. There's no doubt I will. Yep. This goes right in with like, so some of the movies I rewatch all the time, Full Moon or like Demonic Toys, Puppet Master 2 and 3. I've listed these before, I think. This one now is in that list. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's just so much fun. According to IMDb, this thing had a million dollar budget. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I don't see. I don't, I definitely don't see a million on screen. That's for sure. No, not really. <laughs> Imagine if like the guy that played the little head demanded like five hundred thousand dollars in salary. Yeah, he's like, I want half a million, and they're like, We <laughs> only like, have a million. And he's like, Well, if you want me, you got anybody else with a tiny head available? Yeah, be like, Fine, uh, we'll take you for a half million, but you're gonna get shaved by a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Referenced in Ooga Booger, apparently. If you watch Ooga Booger, apparently there's a reference to this movie in it. Ooga Bo- I haven't watched Ooga Booger in so long. Spun off. Oh, I'm just reading some of the trivia now before we go. So spun <laughs> off from Head of the Family. That makes sense. Um, references demonic toys. Um, referenced in Ooga Booger. In Ogobuga at the store where Devin gets killed, there's an action figure of Pimp Doll from Blood Dolls over by the counter. Also in the show Ravenwolf Towers, Mr. Mascaro from Blood Dolls is one of the guests staying at the hotel. Wow. And Killjoy 3 spoofs it. The girls are forced to sing 
Huh. Man, telling you, man, Charles Band in his universe. That's right. I forgot player. about that in Killjoy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, so. this was fun. This was a good one. Yeah, this, good this, this was good. All right. So, yeah, no, we will uh, we'll pick some stuff up for the next one and yep figure it out sounds good anything else no i would have bad really yeah me too all right